0: Hello and welcome to episode 125 of Yeah, It's That Bad. My name is Joel. I'm Martin. And I'm Kevin. This is a show that looks at supposedly bad movies and asks the question, is it really that bad? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are around Rotten Tomatoes and reevaluate that score. Does it really deserve to be that low? Tonight's movie is 2012's The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, Part 2. Directed by Bill Condon. Starring Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, Taylor Lautner, and Mackenzie Foy. The, the Twilight <laughs> Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 is a 2012 American romantic fantasy film. This film currently holds a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about a plot synopsis? Bella trains
1: her new abilities with Edward Cullen and they are happy to see their daughter Renesmee growing very fast. Jacob Black has an imprint with the child, irritating Bella. When the vampire Irina sees Renesmee with Bella and Jacob, she believes that the child is immortal and she visits Aro Voltori and tells what she saw. Volturi believes that the girl, is their last name Alva- Voltori. Voltori believes that the girl is a threat to the vampires and decide to travel to Forks to kill Renesmee and her parents. Alice Cullen has a premonition with the Volturi coming to Forks and Edward and Bella visit other clans to convince them to protect Renesmee from the Volturi together with Jacob's pack. The battlefield is ready for a bloody fight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Run on sentences. Yeah, does that sound familiar? Is this the work of someone that we're familiar with? Oh, a
0: Claudio classic. What better way to round out the Twilight saga with a Claudio classic? (laughs) I think that this is two, three sentences. That whole whole thing is three sentences. Twilight saga, Breaking Dawn, Part Two. You guys ever think that we get here? Congratulations, gentlemen. We did it.
2: It feels like an accomplishment, a bookend of some sort, right? It really
0: does. Yeah.
2: I almost feel like this is the last episode. Yeah. Is this, is this the
0: last episode? I'm sorry to announce this, guys, but this will be the last episode of the Yes I that <laughs> podcast. Okay. What is your history with the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2? <laughs> New Moon, Part, part 5, four. 17. Right.
1: This is probably the third time I've seen it (laughs) it it, it might only be the second but I might have seen I've might have watched parts of it (laughs) twice so this this <laughs> is probably the third time I've seen the movie. Second, maybe in its entirety.
2: I've never seen this movie before. I know that's probably a shock to everybody. I've been holding off for this very Kevin, day. this is your favorite series. Maybe. Is maybe this-,
0: maybe this, this movie brought it all together and everything makes sense. Maybe new clarity has opened my eyes. As for me, I've never seen this movie before. And if you'd have asked me years ago if I'd have been watching any of these movies, I would have laughed in your face. Yet here I am. I feel like I'm a Twilight expert at this. This point. I can name almost all the Cullens now. That's
1: amazing. You know, for any other series that would qualify, quantify, you would have a, everybody would agree that that you would probably be a foremost expert, but in the Twilight universe, I'm no are, Twi-hard, you are Twi-soft. You are twy uh, no, you are, you are limp You're
2: nowhere <laughs> near
1: being a foremost expert on can't Twilight. can't
2: argue with that. By the way, if we we're looking for some context here, everybody, it is currently 88 degrees.
0: Oh! First day of summer. I'm dying. And what better way to spend this steamy summer night with this steamy thriller? Twilight. Okay, let's do what we do at the top of the show. We'll discuss the actors one by one and we'll see how you thought they did. go in reverse order here. (gasps) Mackenzie Foy, Renesmee herself. I don't know why she's getting top billing here. That's a joke. Yeah, she's
2: barely in this, right? I thought she was boring and lifeless. Well, that then she did an amazing job because that's exactly what Kristen Stewart and Robert Patton's child would be like. Kevin. Whoa.
1: A noob father yourself. Does the baby act like a baby?
0: No. (laughs) So even as a baby... In no scene was this a baby. Not enough pissing for you, huh?
2: Yeah, I don't see Robert Pattinson get pissed on like I did today.
0: <laughs> do
1: vampires. <laughs> this is on that that we haven't really spoken about at, uh, in my opinion, enough length, because I think we have brought this up before. Do they Do they go to the bathroom? Garbage in, garbage out, right? It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Where's I, it go? Yeah, They violate the laws of thermodynamics all over the place. Why is that any different? Hmm. Piss blood. <laughs> like I did once. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, (laughs) (laughs) Like I do every night before I go to bed.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, I thought she was awful. What's the matter, Kevin? 89 degrees. A genteel. <laughs> your, your bell ringing is subpar. Okay. Yeah, McKenzie boy, not impressed. I mean. Non-existent. We can't win with these kid actors, right? Either you got Cameron Bright, who. Cameron Bright was in this. I know. I know, but he's not a kid anymore. He's a man now, Martin. cam man <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next up, Taylor Lautner. I thought he was a non-entity in this film.
2: Yeah, I, I was really feeling a lack of <laughs> the, the, shirtless beef
0: in this movie. We did get a scene, one scene, but I, it wasn't with any women. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> it was extremely homoerotic, I'm sure. We'll talk about it later. at length.
1: <laughs> he was kind of like a satellite character in, in this one. He did not have too many lines, and he really did not have a role in the story. I thought he was a total weirdo in this movie, <laughs>
0: and like a loser, like, like that's fair to say. Like he, he was, was a like pedophile. a real loser. He was a pedophile. Well, straight up.
2: Yeah, but for the guy who, throughout all these movies, is like the only one I have any interest in, the only one I'm attached to in any way. Team Jacob! Yeah, I'm a hundred percent on Team Jacob, and
0: I get nothing in this movie, really. No, nothing. Same goes for Robert Pattinson. He receded into the background in this movie too, I thought. He was in it more than Taylor Lautner for sure, but he barely did anything. He just kind of stood there and talked a couple times. There's only one part in this whole movie that I actually liked he did, which we'll get to later. This I'm I'm gonna make the argument That this movie is more
1: About the Cullen family And the vampire world As a whole Than about these two
0: Characters
1: and their love story
0: Yeah for sure From what I gather From Wikipedia Two thirds of the book Is in Breaking Dawn part one Mm -hmm. This is the last third Okay And it really feels like it Like this movie feels Like rushed And it doesn't feel like They have enough material It's only a third of the book It doesn't feel like There's enough material To carry this movie As opposed to The Harry Potter movies Where they did this same stunt And the second That part two felt meatier, weightier than this. You're
1: saying that there weren't enough meaty leading man parts for me to wrap my lips around. Right.
0: I thought this
2: was Robert Pattinson's strongest movie. Really? Out of all these. Yeah. He was human in this one. I thought he did the best job. He was the most likable in this movie. Are
0: you projecting your fatherhood onto him? Maybe I am. Or you're projecting your manhood into him? So far, I'm not impressed with anybody we're talking about. Of course, now I save the best for last. Kristen Stewart! K-Stew! Why are you looking at me? I thought we were going reverse. <laughs> I reversed it. I thought we were going
1: re- reverse cowboy. <laughs> reverse <the> reverse. <laughs>
2: Kevin? Um, I'm going to say that she was... It's 90 oh, degrees right. in here right now. 90 <laughs> degrees.
1: Do you think we'll hit triple digits? Okay, enough. <laughs> we're on pace.
2: It's going up a degree every 14 seconds.
1: <laughs> By the end of our recording session, it's going to be 700 degrees in here. Every nanosecond it goes up with the <laughs> <laughs>
0: Every minute. One millionth of a minute it goes up a second.
1: One millionth of a minute it goes up a second?
2: <laughs> it's hot, time is being affected. <laughs> ah, so, Chris and Stewart. I'm also going to say, I was more into this character in this movie than any other movie. Maybe because they finally had her do something. I agree. She
0: was no longer a passive character, more of an active character.
2: She took
1: control. Are we talking about the same actress? She was laughable in this movie. She was trying to act forcibly this character that has no personality. But Martin,
0: Martin, 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 did she look pretty hot and tempting this time around? (laughs) Um... (laughs) You know what? I'm going to say this. During the
1: sex scenes, she Sheila, lo- it was it was good. It was well shot and she was attractive. So she
0: was pretty hot and tempting. During the pregnancy scene, she was shriveling up and dying. <laughs> she was pretty hot and tempting. I thought she looked pretty good in this movie. This is the first time in the entire series of these films that I thought that. It didn't even cross my mind. I think it's all the makeup. Why? Because she was a new mother?
2: No, it's just, I, I, she doesn't do it for me. No? Huh? Look, I'm comparing these performances to the other movies. Correct. She did a decent job compared to the rest of those movies
0: where the acting was horrendously bad. We've come a long way from New Moon. We can agree on that. I right? think
2: she's grown, she finally has grown into this character a little bit.
0: <laughs> In the last one. <laughs> the last one. Finally when they're over, she finally understands how to play this character.
2: True or false, Robert Pattinson had better chemistry with CG Baby than with Kristen Stewart. Which is weird because they (laughs) were sleeping with each other in real life. Yeah. True or false. Aren't they married in real life? She saw... Not anymore. She saw the chemistry between him and CG Baby and that's why she cheated on him.
0: You know, that's an interesting theory, Kevin. I like it. I like where your head's at. I'm past the point of saying it's the character's fault. It's the writing's fault. It's her. She can't handle this person. I really
2: think, though, that this movie, much less... than. And all of the other ones demanded them to be good actors. I guess if that makes sense, like, yes, this had an actual like things are happening in this movie. The other movies, nothing ever happened. No, a bunch of people sitting around the last one staring in each other's eyes, barely talking. At least it's stuff happening here. Stuff happens that matters. Yeah, that's true. How about
0: that? And finally, of course, I told you I saved the best for last Cameron Bright. (laughs) How do you think he did? Are, Are you Cameron Bright? He didn't have a line, did he?
2: Did he speak? I think he went, he went, He uh, didn't speak. He didn't speak. Dakota Fanning (laughs) had one word? Yeah, pain. 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 They did great this time
0: around.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no lines. Dakota Fanning said pain, that was kind of bad, but other than that, she was alright. Cameron
0: Roll's best performance? Easily. Well, I guess this is growing up. And finally, Michael Sheen. This guy is amazing. He was having a blast with this stupid character in this stupid movie agreed yeah but i just he w- please give me more please he just uh, what
1: he's such didn't... a tease whenever he grabs somebody's hand like the mannerisms and the way he did it, like, oh, oh i'm like oh my god this acting's
0: incredible the look at his face this guy is a talent he's a yeah. gift what a treat he doesn't belong in this movie He's <laughs> such a delight all right that's pretty much it let's get into the brief history of the twilight saga breaking dawn part two and when i say brief martin i do mean brief Filming started on November 1st, 2010, and wrapped for most of the cast on April 15th, 2011, (laughs) ending the franchise's three years of production since March 2008. Oh, what a glorious three years it's been, eh, Kevin?
2: Can you believe they made all those movies in just three years? That's amazing. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Martin's not in like, that take me three weeks.
1: You're acting like it was done by the same person and that these are auteur level. Art. Like, come on, man.
0: <laughs> on the subject of the final tread on me. <laughs> On the subject of the final day and her final moments as Bella, Christian Stewart stated, After that scene, my true final scene, I felt like I could shoot up into the night sky and every pore of my body would shoot light. I felt lighter (laughs) than I've ever felt in my life. (laughs) Why visualizing?
2: She's, like exploding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Doesn't that make it doesn't that make it sound like filming this was excruciatingly
0: painful for y- her? Yes, this is a major burden. Thank God it's finally over. Woo! Martin just stripped nude from the waist up. <laughs> The film was nominated for 10 Golden Raspberry Awards, and it won seven. Wow, sweeping the raspberries. Including Worst Picture, Worst Actress for Kristen Stewart, Worst Supporting Actor Taylor Lautner, Worst Director, and Worst Screen Ensemble. Taylor Lautner won Best Shirtless Performance at the MTV Movie Awards. All right, this movie cost $120 million to make, and it made a... $829 Popping $829 million worldwide. Okay, Breaking Dawn Part 2. I was immediately struck by the opening of this movie. No stupid Bella voiceover. Yeah. Well, right off the bat, this movie starts off and I'm really happy with what they're doing. I actually think the intro to this movie is pretty cool. I like it too. Bella has become like a superhero, essentially. we We pick up right where the other movie left off and she's come back to life. In the last movie, she died during childbirth now she's back, turned into a vampire. And we get to see from her perspective what it's like to be a vampire. Why don't you explain
1: this? Her sensory perception would make Superman jealous. She essentially is capable of perceiving time faster. And at will, she can zoom in on objects. Yeah. Almost to a microscopic level at, when she chooses to. She perceives all that is going on around her. And it seems like she has the ability to pick up like other wavelengths of light that just she couldn't pick up before.
2: It was really well done. I mean, they, they could have been so lazy with this and just her, had her say like I can see something in <laughs> the 20 yeah. miles from here but the way this was shot you're right this is a very competently directed film
0: I'm gonna uh, plant this seed right now this <gasps> movie felt like a comic book movie in a lot of ways oh 100% isn't that what this is though this is comic
1: books for girls right this is the X-Men this, this is the, the same... school for gifted children <laughs> yeah this is the exact
0: yeah. same thing
1: oh we'll we'll get there <laughs> Don't <laughs> we, you worry, we'll Don't you worry, we're, we'll get there.
0: This is one of the few times in this entire series of movies that the Bella character is actually interesting to watch and looks like she's having a good time being on screen.
2: Oh yeah, she's not whiny and pity, pitying herself. Like, how she had terrible
0: a, it is to be human. She had to turn into a monster to finally become interesting and exciting of a person. She had to die. Exactly. To finally become alive. Just hey. like the phoenix. Would you die to live... <laughs>
1: So they're going to go hunt. As she's running through the woods, they kind of show how she perceives what's going on around her. What would you guys think of this? Uh, I'm glad you brought this up yeah. because uh, there were some- Laughable? Parts, there the, the, were the, some the, parts the, that absolutely were laughable. <laughs> there were some parts that looked cool. And all around, I'm going to say that it was reminiscent of of how they would show somebody hallucinating on LSD. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. There were some scenes with them running super fast. They so are running super fast. It's like the Flash running through uh, the woods.
0: Okay, I'll stop you right there. I'm going to say that the Twilight series of films is making me very nervous if they ever make a Flash movie. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Here we are. This is like movie five. Yeah. And they've done the fast running effect in every one of the movies. And they've done it a different way each time. Yeah. Each time it looks super stupid as hell. Can this effect just not be done right?
2: I think it was done right and wrong all together in this in scene. this one scene? The, the way it shows them coming at the camera yes. looks
1: insanely bad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, when it's focused on their
1: face, yes. I'm losing my mind when that's happening. It,
2: it's so horrendously bad. I can't believe they even let that
1: go. It, it's so blatant that that's not what's happening. That oh yeah, in, like that, her that, smiling that, face. there they're yeah. in front
2: of a, of a screen. They, they're looking Blank. They have blank expressions on their faces with smiles. If you're running that fast, that, that's difficult, right? Yes. You're not just going to be like smiling and looking around. They you need might. To be focused on what you're doing. They you're might be because
1: they're vampires, but being that we're human, our brain is not trained to, to deal with that. We want to see people straining themselves.
2: But the scenes where it's like a bird's eye view of them running, I didn't think that was bad. I thought no, that looked good. It looked good. What was completely laughable is as they're moving four million miles an hour. They're also apparently looking in slow motion as like flowers open up. Yep. They're moving so fast. How can they see that? Well, dandelions, can- when they bloom, do they bloom like instantaneously, like in a nanosecond?
1: Because it was in slow-mo and they're yeah. moving super fast. That's <laughs> the only way that works. Dandelions bloom. It's the only way that works. Don't they go slow? Is time just like distorted around? Time Man. should stop. At the speed that they're going, time yes, just stop. Absolutely. But it's going in super Full motion yeah but some but some things are sped up like the flower blooming that's sped up that's by the way, you know
0: I, I always consider these vampires in this story to be overpowered. This movie especially really brings that home Kristen Stewart would beat Superman one on one. she beat Dr. Manhattan in, in a fight in
1: this movie. <laughs> She is violating all the laws of physics. They're essentially like demigods in this movie, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and not only are they demigods, they have abilities that allow them to almost be close to omniscient. Yeah. I can see
0: the future. And yeah. the past. And all that. <laughs> and everyone's experience. <laughs> what? Remember the last one, Robert passes like, I could smell and feel that he was here in this room. Remember that? Yeah. I got to tell you, this movie, the first third of this film, I was in hysterics. I was in hysterics. <laughs> These effects are terrible. What did you say? I was laughing, like, hard at this stuff. It's
1: hard to get a supermodel to look like she's straining herself scaling a giant granite wall. I'm gonna make that argument. How is she gonna look super hot and really cool and trendy while she's grunting and like blasting her way up a granite <laughs> mountain
2: <laughs> so luckily for this this climber who scraped his knee Bella she has super self-control yeah great she's like oh it's human I can't, I can't. <laughs> which
1: is weird because in every other movie she had super no control wow
2: that's a great point
1: right shouldn't that just be magnified more shouldn't her, you just if- have like absolutely no control at
2: all Martin just won he won the podcast yeah all right we're done here <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: let's find out what the real critic is saying <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's just elaborate on that a little more
1: She is ruled by her base emotions In every movie to the point where she When she can't have what she wants She literally shuts down And almost dies in her room from depression
2: Correct Oh yeah, remember we saw all the seasons pass Well, she sat in a chair and didn't
1: move (laughs) But now she has super self-control and emotional restraint That's interesting It must be a vampire
2: power (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, I guess this is growing up I guess
1: it's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, that reference is getting out of control.
2: It used to be once an episode, now that's twice already. We're not even done here.
0: I think I can get one more in there for you. You can get more than one more in! <laughs> Yeah, well, a mountain lion goes to jump and pounce on a, a deer, and then Kristen Stewart comes out of nowhere and grabs the mountain lion in midair and, like, rips its throat out with her teeth. I never laughed harder. I Ed- laughed hard. Edward was very impressed. He's proud of her, yeah. He's he was proud like, papa.
1: He was like, oh, for a newborn to have control like that, and <laughs> blah, 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 and to kill a mountain lion on your first hunt, and... <laughs> Bella, you're the best, and Bella, you're so cool, and Bella, you have all these superpowers, and you just, even as a vampire, you're the best. And I'm like, can we are we done with this stuff? This has been happening in every single movie. We get it. We understand. Bella is the best. Stop.
0: Bella is Stephanie Meyer, and Stephanie Meyer is the queen of the world. <laughs> Is this just
1: an insane narcissistic project to the max? vanity project. Yeah, we learned about this already. But can we stop, or can she do a better job of hiding it? You think that she would get better at hiding
2: it? Renesmee, so we get some CG baby action here. This is some of the poorest CG I've ever seen. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's unreal. It's... uh... They couldn't just find a baby? That's what I kept screaming there's through entire, my laughter. There's entire movies where they have babies in them the like, head, as characters.
1: The head on this baby reminds me of when I take a photograph of somebody yes. and make a jibber-jabber out of them. Yes. It's like floating in the incorrect place on
0: the, the person. This CG baby, it just looked like a static image half the time that was moving around. It was unbelievable how bad it was. And why did they do it? Why? So they can have the baby look like Renesmee? They could have did a older? better job casting
1: a baby that... Why even bother? Who cares?
2: Babies look like babies.
1: Just, well, actually... Just pick a baby. Yeah, human beings aren't reptiles. We don't look like miniature versions of ourselves when we grow up.
2: I, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. I was like, why did they waste the time, the money, when they could have just found a real baby? It's not like this baby looks like it's an infant either. At the first point we see this thing, it's like... It's like a toddler. It's like eight months old at this point. You can't find an eight-month-old baby? Then this is
1: something that, that has been on my mind. Mind ever since I first watched this movie, Kristen Stewart is not acting like a mother. Absolutely not. It is insane how not how she's not even acting close I'm to the so mother. I'm so
2: glad you brought that up because this whole movie, I was like, this is so unrealistic. She's how come? never with the kid. And she doesn't care. She, she just, just lets everyone watch the kids. She's I, th- I swear she has postpartum depression. Whoa! She doesn't want anything to do with her kid. I've had a kid for three weeks, almost four at this point. My wife and I have spent every possible second we can with our child because that's all we want to do. It's physically painful for me to be here recording this podcast away from my ah, child. I see. I'm, I'm sure she it is. seems to not even care. She's like, "Some someone else take care of this kid." I want to go smash some rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> these cool superpowers. I want to go show off to everybody. She has. It's bizarre because she is
1: only thinking about herself. When she has this baby and it makes no sense to me, isn't just on a biological level, when you have a child, your brain changes. Oh yeah, absolutely. They are now the focal point of your entire existence. Everything revolves around them. Not for Kristen Stewart, she wants to have a freaking arm wrestling match and... (laughs)
0: She wants to project, like, force fields around people. Like, what's happening? Well, I mean, it's still in tune with the Bella character, right? Completely self-absorbed. Yeah, that's true. She only cares about having sex
2: with, with Edward? What? You just had a baby! So she is, on on some level, human, Renesmee. Yes. She has blood. Yes. Wanna suck my blood? <laughs> How are these these vampires able to just be around her all the time without
0: losing their cool? I mean, the same way that they did it before with Bella.
2: We saw Bella get nearly killed
0: when she scraped herself. Tell me, a little kid's not going to scrape its knee? All right, I'll I'll be devil's advocate here. And clearly, Renesmee has some kind of power, like a calming power, like an S-Darko-like calm down down. (laughs) power. Calm down. Because she touches people and immediately they're on her side. There's got to be something to that, right?
2: So, uh, Bella finds finds out that Jacob is a kid toucher. Born and raised. What do you think of her reaction
1: to this as far as being on the Hmm. Cameron Bright to Michael Sheen scale of acting? Hmm.
0: That's that's an amazing graph you got there. Where 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 does Kristen Stewart
1: fall? You know, her brightness
2: is blinding.
1: It is. (laughs) It's intense, right?
2: It's like a supernova.
0: (laughs) I enjoyed this scene quite a bit. Like I was laughing, slapping my knee the whole time. Community this is theater, funny, right? <laughs> it was funny, but not in the way they wanted it to be. I think <laughs> this is community theater level
2: acting, right? For, I guess for me, I was just really confused. How come this whole imprinting thing? It's like not, it's not explained vaguely in the last one. Yeah, in the last one they explained it. I guess I erased Blanked that out from my memory. But I don't. She's flying off the handle. I'm like, can someone please explain to me what this means?
1: He essentially that person that they imprint. On is now their mate for life. Or-
0: yeah, it's like deeper than love. So it's- she doesn't have a choice? Nope. No. Sorry. <laughs> It's supposed to be like falling in true love. He's
2: grade A pedophile.
0: Yeah, he's in total creep mode right yeah. now. Yeah. That baby is my future wife Backup offer. Like he was getting really defensive about her. He
2: wanted to take her away from the parents.
0: Bella's freaking out. Like, oh, it's my baby and you imprinted that. And she's like beating up Taylor Lautner. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, I can't help it. I was born a pedophile. <laughs> and the thing that I loved, loved, loved about this scene, probably my favorite part of this whole movie was the other Cullens are like, hey, Edgar, you should stop this. And he's like, ah, no, they're all right. And he's just <laughs> laughing and laughing Well, Bella's like killing this guy. That was funny, right? That was genuinely funny. You got to yeah. give him that. Yeah. Like he was really enjoying that. It was good. Well, how do you feel about the concept that in all these previous movies, the only reason why Jacob loved Bella was because she was carrying the egg that would one day give birth to Renesmee. Oh, you actually, said it. You actually took it to that level to he, No, he, he said it. He said no, it. No, he
2: said that he was... He was was referencing the last movie only when she was pregnant no I'm going all the way yeah, think, I'm going all think, the way back yeah 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 because he, he, he said that like, like, like
0: it all makes sense now why we are why I've been this whole way around you yeah it's been, it's been leading up to this that's interesting that yeah. that is what he said
1: that she was the mother of the person that he would imprint on
0: so it wasn't really love more like he was protecting his yeah. future <laughs> It's so ridiculous. So, how do you feel about this concept? In Breaking Dawn Part 1, Bella has a wedding and she has absolutely no say in the wedding. Mm-hmm. Alice planned the whole wedding for her, everything. Down to the dress, everything. Bella was just this participant. Hey, here's a house that she has absolutely no say. Here are some clothes she has absolutely no say. Alice picked everything for her. What does that say about the Bella character? What do you think about that?
2: She wants to be handed everything. It's exactly, it fits in line perfectly with this character. She wants everything in life to be handed to her without working for anything. Here's a
0: beautiful home and some beautiful clothes and beautiful get to work.
2: Yeah, I mean, what's missed here is, like, that's so unfulfilling on a human level. It is. When
0: everything's just handed to you. If you don't work for things, you don't appreciate them. I want you to hold on to that concept, because that will come up again. Nice job. That'll come up again during the ending of this movie, I think. She
1: didn't work to have that kid, either. I'll make that argument. Once? You get a kid? Yeah, they had sex once, and she's pregnant. I know it can happen. Hey, it could happen! <laughs> make what! <work>! No, I... They're giving up condoms and Happy Meals now. <laughs> Okay, so at this part of the movie, we essentially get, I guess, what is a montage?
0: Yeah, I would refer to this as a mini montage that takes place over the course of what, like two milliseconds?
1: It essentially
0: shows Renesmee
1: getting measured on, and and, and a lot of kids have this, the side of the wall in a house by a door jam or whatever gets marked off with dates on it and the name of the kid so that you can kind of tell how fast they're growing. And Renesmee is growing a foot a week, about? A foot a day. I thought a day was passing. What is she eating? She's breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after they show her growing scene, I guess this is growing up. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> they give us this whole backstory on how like in vampire culture, when they turned little children into vampires, they would just go on killing sprees because they're little kids. They can't control themselves. I
0: actually like this concept. I loved it. It's pretty it good. Shows, it shows the history of
1: it and the Voltori, the original Voltori, I guess a thousand years ago in medieval times, it shows a little kid slaughtered an entire village and he turns around, he's just got blood all over his face. That imagery was powerful and it was really cool. And it doesn't belong in this movie.
2: That's the movie I want to see. Yeah, exactly. I
1: to see that movie, where there's this fight over turning
0: children into, like, just these killing machines. Micro-machines. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the fact that the Volturi are, are, like, vampire men in black, and they have to come in and clean up the scene and make sure there are no witnesses and all that? I like that. I like that the Volturi exists to ensure
1: the survival of their race. That's kind of cool. It also shows that these things are monsters. Oh, vampires? Yeah, it's something that is never really touched on in this movie. Mm-hmm. In this one, though, it absolutely is. They, they let you know, like... Like they are murdering. Yeah, a lot monstrous. of people got killed in this
0: one. Like normal oh, yeah. civilian people.
2: Yeah. The weird thing about this scene is it pushes me firmly on the Voltori side. Yeah. Like they're doing good. Yeah. They're they're keeping people from getting killed. Yeah. I mean they are like look they're, they're taking ownership of who they are and of their their race of vampires. They're keeping things under wraps. They're ensuring their own survival. Okay. They're in the right. I, you know
0: what? I agree with you. I didn't consider this, but you're
2: right. Every action that they take. In this movie... It makes perfect sense. Yes, yeah, exactly what they should be doing. They're, they're
0: not villains. They're not bad guys. No. By the way, uh, this movie has had me in hysterics so far. Like, every couple of seconds when there's a lull, something awfully <laughs> bad would happen that we just... like. Burst into just uproarious laughter, and this story sequence had one that had me on my knees, clutching my heart in laughter. Dakota Fanny picks up this vampire child and just (laughs) nonchalantly tosses him into a fire like a sack of potatoes. It was good. That was amazingly
1: funny. Come on, that was excellent. The look on her face, or the lack of look on her (laughs) face, (laughs) when she throws this baby into a bonfire. and the
0: way the fire flares up. And <laughs> right, she's just like, yep. <laughs> Take out the trash. <laughs> That was awesome. I got to give him a lot of credit for that. That was really good. Okay,
1: so at this point, they're like, look, the Volturi are coming, but we got to get witnesses. So they go out, and they get their vampire extended family to come and and meet Renesmee. This is essentially just like X-Men First Class.
0: All right, so we get this scene where the Cullens are going around the world recruiting all these vampires, and apparently these people, they all have a wide range of powers, just like mutants. We meet this guy in India. He's a waterbender.
2: He's the last
0: airbender. He really is. He bends everything. He vends everything, yeah. Yeah, he's the Avatar, Fire, Earth... (laughs) Whatever. This guy can control the elements. This person can shoot electricity. This guy can do this. And this one can project whatever images they want to into your control, your thoughts and blah, blah, blah. What'd you think of all this stuff? I
1: was waiting for one of them just to turn into like an just like metal, like (laughs) Colossus. (laughs) Like like Colossus and
2: I don't know. It's hard to buy that these people all stay under the radar with all these abilities, that there wouldn't be an X-Men situation where half of them go rogue. Yeah. And try to take
0: over the world or something. I thought that too. Just kill all the humans. I thought that... Or imprison them, at least. That whole thought was in my head this whole time in this movie. Just when they show like Bella's power levels in this are are so high. I agree with you. Like, why don't the vampires rise up and just take the planet? Yeah, just imprison people. Or just start mass converting people. Well, if you did that, they'd all run out of food eventually, right? Mm,
2: I guess. Daybreakers. Unless you start making some true blood. They spend a really long time traveling the world, dining out, recruiting people, exploring their powers. The Volturi have been on their way to Forks, Washington for like eight years at this point, right? Yeah. I thought they were coming. They're vampires. They're super fast. Why would they have been there the next day? Like what's taking them so long to get there?
0: Bureaucracy. Paperwork? I don't know.
2: Do they take planes? They can fly, right? Can they? They they can do whatever we imagine they can do. They can yeah. teleport there. They take like a side trip to London.
0: You know, so it's around this point in the movie where like we get this scene where they're just sitting around a campfire and they're telling stories. I got so bored during this stuff.
1: Why were they camping? What happened? They were getting pumped up for the battle the next day. How did they know when the battle was coming? They could smell the Voltori.
2: Yeah. <laughs> get get out of here! <laughs> they could smell what they were cooking. Get out of here. <laughs> the only one that would know would be Alice and she and she took herself out of the equation she's gone she abandoned them that was a mistake
1: in this movie what was no uh taking Ashley Green out of the movie oh she's a looker she is gorgeous Kevin? overrated ah! what a beast this wow. guy haters are gonna are they're gonna do what they do which is hate mostly
0: all right so this is it it's the big showdown that we've been waiting five movies to see the is gonna be the big show yeah the show? big show. <laughs> there he is he's Okay, yeah, so this is the big showdown, and... <laughs> he said it again. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> this is it. This is what you've been waiting for, for five long movies. They're all lined up. Well, the, the good vampires to the left and Volturi to the right, and we're going to have the final battle. Blood will be drawn, blah, blah, blah. The werewolves are there to help out for some reason. I don't Did know you why. you say, like,
1: blood will be spilled and lines lines will be drawn? You just can combine them? Exactly. The blood, blood will there be there will drawn? Be blood.
0: Like, like a nurse is going to
1: come and take their blood and leave? <laughs>
0: Sure, why not? <laughs> well, this is it. This is the big battle sequence.
1: Alice shows up and they're having their big showdown and she, Michael Sheen, I guess, touches Alice's hand so that she can he can see what she can see into the future. And she essentially shows him that, you know, she's Renesmee is not an immortal child that she... That she's no threat to anybody. She's no threat to anybody. They can see the future. In the future, no one's going to get hurt because of her. And she's like, you're not going to change your mind no matter what I say. I guess because she can see the future as well.
0: I laughed so damn hard when they held Jackson Rathbone, the guy from The Last Airbender. They held him and they bitch slapped him. Did you catch that? Yeah. I laughed so hard. You think that was funny? That was all right. Oh man, this movie had me in hysterics. You seem to be laughing a lot more than I did. This is the best accidental comedy I've seen in a long, long time. Ooh, That's... I don't know about that. A pretty powerful statement, Jordan. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ah man, I don't know. The first... I told you, the first quarter of this film is like one of the funniest comedies I've seen in quite some time. Unintentional, of course. Our boy
1: Carlisle jumps up, and then Michael Sheen decides to act himself right into Carlisle's face and rips his head right off. He beheads him with his acting ability. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never doubted it for a second. This is what would happen if you try to act toe-to-toe with Michael Sheen. You get your head ripped off.
0: So he had this really long battle sequence where the Volturi and the good vampires are running around fighting each other. Major characters are getting killed here.
1: Essentially, Carlisle getting killed is Kind of like Krillin getting killed before Goku goes Super Saiyan. Whoa! You just went there. <laughs> I think I needed to.
2: Yeah, major characters dying left and right. It makes sense. It's the last movie. Why not go for broke? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Fight or die. This is a lot of fun. I really like seeing Cameron Bright gets his head ripped off. That oh, was so beautiful. They, they toss I his wept. body. I, I had tears of joy. <laughs> he threw his carcass like it was a piece of trash, like off to the side. I really enjoyed that. By the way, Cameron Bright, fart bender. Yeah or nay? Fart bender. Oh, absolutely. Fartbender. Absolutely. Sub- absolutely right? He's a, that is his power. He was the smoke monster from Lost.
2: <laughs> I took no notes here. It's just constant action. That, that big guy, that big Volturi
1: that doesn't say or do anything said thank you when they killed him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, finally.
0: Finally. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Really interesting. Like, What's his story? He's like, I'm done. See ya. Finally. And he puts his arms up and he lets them kill him. Clearly, I got the sense that he could have killed those other guys without even raising a sweat. Like, you know, no problem. How old is this? Guy, the it's, oldest probably. He's has to be yeah. the oldest, right? Yeah, he's got to be original
2: like,
1: vampire. He's probably insanely powerful. He just wants to go.
2: Yeah, that was man. There's there's, there's sprinklings some good, some of interesting little nuggets. Wings. Is there gonna be a Volturi movie? Because I would sign see me that. Up.
0: I would see that for sure. Ninety eight minutes straight of Michael Sheen. <laughs> You know, I thought the Volturi were pretty weak in this fight scene, with the exception of that one guy. They're supposed to be like the big bad badasses. They didn't do enough. Also, for me. didn't it
2: look like there were eight times as many Volturi as there were? And then when the fight Collins. started, their numbers seemed to have dramatically decreased. What happened there? Uh, yeah, movie magic. They, <laughs>
1: they, they the, the Volturi walked onto the field like it was Braveheart, and the <laughs> other side has like ten people, and then all <laughs> of a sudden the fight starts, <laughs> and it's <then laughs> in <just laughs> <even>
2: now. <Yeah. laughs> (laughs) Uh, it's exactly right
0: (laughs) okay did you guys notice that scene where one of the werewolves gets like crushed to death and we linger really long on this werewolf and as if it's a big deal that this werewolf dies who the hell was that it wasn't Jacob no maybe it was like Jacob's buddy I don't know he should have turned back into human after being killed I thought the exact same thing for that scene to have any impact because the camera lingers on his dead wolf body yeah doesn't make any sense at all it
1: actually lingers on him struggling to breathe and then dying and I was like eh, cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> who is that I have no idea. Who cares, right? Yeah. Was it the girl Leah? I, I don't know. Could have been anybody. Who knows? Could have been you. Could have been me. My father. And me, <laughs> if, if you were the pre, <laughs> if you were the preeminent
1: Twilight, yeah. If I was doctor, a doctor,
0: wouldn't you know who that is? I gotta boot up the Twilight Wikia. We'll find out tonight.
1: Bella and Edward, they get they like high five each other.
0: I and, was just gonna say that they tag team each other into the ring. Tag
1: team. Yeah, they're the acolytes. Edward jumps up in the air and kicks him in the back. What's happening here? <laughs> this is so poorly done. this Michael Sheen, is, is he like the most, he's the toughest material out of all the vampires? Why does it take two of them to rip his head off when everybody else takes only one?
2: I don't know. I really like the idea that, and, and this is what I had in my own mind, that he wasn't physically powerful. That he was surrounding himself with these super powerful vampires as protection. Okay, Because he's the brains of the organization. Yeah. And not super powerful. It was actually a letdown for me that he was just killing people, left. And right like really? it's no big thing and then you know if they're gonna do this it's made clear in this movie robert pattinson is a weakling compared to kristen stewart yes, yes. right yes just have kristen stewart but why is robert pattinson in there i imagine michael sheen would have just swatted him away and killed him in two seconds
0: by the way can i say that they've gone back to the well and they pretty much kill michael sheen very similar to how they killed victoria in the eclipse like they did that kind of backbreaker pose with, like yeah. pulling on her head we're doing the same thing over again in the snow again? Oh, that's a good point. Shh. Yeah, you they they kill him by giving him a stunner. <laughs> Give him a stone cold stunner. <gasps> Bella 316, Martin. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I just found my first tattoo. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, it turns out. Oh, it was all this whole dream. Yeah, whoops! Oops! It was all a dream. It turns out that Michael Sheen was looking into the future by touching Alice's
0: hand. This is the most anticlimactic BS I have ever seen in any movie ever. Ever!
2: I was shocked. I was really shocked. I didn't see this coming. I felt like. I- Betrayed? Yeah, that's a really good word for it. This wasn't, I wasn't like all into this movie. I wasn't like, I guess like the rug wasn't completely pulled out from me, but the little bit I had invested. It's deflated. Yeah, they put, they they punched a hole in my gut. (laughs) 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 Okay, so. She's essentially
1: like, look, you want to, you want to, you want to do this? You're essentially going to die. So choice is yours, bro.
0: (laughs) Yo, move. He turns around. He's like, all right, guys, let's get out of here. Yeah, that's it. That's the big resolution of Twilight breaking Dawn Eclipse. Ah, I guess let's not have a fight. And they go home. Oh yeah. I forgot some random nobody, native American, Brazilian, Indian guy comes out of literally nowhere. He's like, Hey guys, I'm a half breed too. Just like Blade. Um, normal. The end. This was ridiculous. Who wrote this? Stephanie Meyer. Like, <laughs> like this whole time, you know, people joke about how, oh, she's such a bad writer and blah, 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 blah. I never read the books. I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, maybe it's that this is and this is just a silly adaptation problems that we're seeing. You know, when books get transferred yeah. to the screen, something's got to get lost and we end up with like subpar stuff. This is typical
1: you can't have your cake and eat it too kind of stuff. You can't have a happy ending where everybody is happy and every without losing something in the process yeah if you're going on this journey and you have conflict with no loss there was no the conflict really didn't matter to begin with did it everybody got what
0: they wanted in this movie that's every single person got what they wanted except the person watching the story (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) it even goes so far as to answer the because rene's growing so rapidly it's alluded to in this movie that kristen stewart and robert pattinson they allude to the fact that they don't know how much time they have with her like they think she might die yes in a matter of weeks Right? That's a plot right there. And they're just, they're just like, hey, 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 buddy, when did you when did you reach maturity? And he's just like, oh, and I got to like... Seven years old. Oh. Seven years old. I, I became like, I'm 25 and I've lasted like that forever. What is, where does that even come from? Why would that happen?
1: So everything gets tied up in this movie. All the bows get tied. All the T's get crossed. All the I's get dotted. They show the future. Jacob is with Renesmee walking on the beach with Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. They, they quadruple kiss on the beach. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it was really <laughs> romantic and everybody's happy. Then it shows Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson where they first where where the movie started in this field on the side of this mountain and she says something that strikes me as insane. And it got me thinking and she essentially says, "We will be like this forever." This entire movie is about how precious their love is. Can something be precious if it is indestructible, lasts forever, there's an infinite amount of it and it it can just apparently can never be destroyed. How precious can it be? It's not fragile. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not rare.
2: The thing that makes love between human beings special is that we only have a, a, a small period of time that we're on this planet. Get it while you can. And you're picking one other person to spend that short period of time with. <laughs>
0: Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot, bro.
2: <laughs> it's because it's I finite I agree, is what yeah. makes
0: it special. Yeah, I agree. So then, it's really
2: not very precious at all, is it? No, and then she even is so conceited that she's she she uses her power, I guess, to let Edward see her thoughts for the first time. Yeah, and Bass she's and like, "Loose this, man, this is why I this is why I love you more than anyone's ever loved anyone." She's not even thinking about him. He's
0: like, "I love you more than anyone's ever loved anybody." It's all about her to the very bitter end. This movie just ends with a, just a wet fart whimper. It was just really a letdown, waste yeah. of time. However, <gasps> with that said. <gasps> As crappy as this movie ending is, I gotta admit, uh oh, I really like the way they cap this off. So the movie ends, and like a book closes. The literal pages of a book close on them, which is pretty heavy handed, you think, in a, in a <laughs> and book interpretation. Yes, there's one
1: word that's highlighted
0: forever. Forever. Anyway, they do this kind of final curtain call where they show everybody that's been in these movies over the past five movies, and they get like, uh, they final like this guy and that guy. I, Billy Burke was Charlie and, and Anna Kendrick was this and that and the other. I like that a lot, actually. It's nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed this because it showed respect to the people who actually care about this. All the girls who have yeah. put the time and the money point. to see all these movies. It showed a lot of respect to them. They're like, we know that you love this. So here, like here, let's have like one last moment with these people. It's like having a yearbook. But that's it. That's that's like the, the nicest thing I can say about the ending of- the Ray- be- Part of this movie is the, credits. the credit sequence. Well, that's it. Just like Kristen Stewart was able to unshackle the burdens of this movie, <laughs> that's it. We made it to the <laughs> end. Twilight Saga is over. Guys,
2: I feel like light is going to pour out of all of my orifices. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This is it. I can't believe we're here. When we started this in 2011, did you really think we'd watch every single Twilight movie? I mean, watching every Transformers movie, that's fine. That's not a big deal. But watching all of these? I knew I would. That's something else. Yeah, you did it on your spare time. I did. Kevin, what's your final words on this? (sighs) Ugh. I gotta think long and hard about this well I guess tune in in 2014 we'll be reviewing the host
2: I think I'm done with the collective works of Stephanie Meyer.
0: <laughs> for now okay let's find out what the real critics have to say about the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn part 2 I'll probably never understand the popularity of the Twilight movies. They're haphazardly assembled adaptations of awful books. James Berardinelli, Real Views. You're going to hear a lot about Breaking Dawn Part 2 being the best of the Twilight movies. That's like saying a simple head cold is preferable to swine flu. Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. And finally, with so many scenes of well-dressed vampires sitting or standing stiffly while Taylor Lautner or Robert Pattinson or Kristen Stewart passes another micro slab of dialogue like a kidney stone, she? Overacting is greatly appreciated. Thanks. <laughs> Michael Phillips, Chicago Tribune. Okay, guys, this movie currently holds a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it really that bad?
1: You know, 48% probably is pretty accurate. Watching these movies, I always forget how corny they are and how absurd they are, but I mean, they're for young 12, 13 year old girls, and they're based off of this material that was written for them. The acting is bad. Ah, but I I was entertained the entire time and held my attention which is more than I can say for the other movies. The directing was done really well and it looked good. There were certain effects that I thought were kind of ridiculous looking and kind of took me out of the movie a little bit and there were some things that were definitely humorous that were not supposed to be but that's me as like a 28 year old man if I was like a 12 year old girl I'd probably think differently. I'd probably be completely wrapped up in the story especially if I read the
2: books. I'm gonna give this movie a 3 out of 5. It was alright. It wasn't terrible. For me is it really that bad? Yeah it is that bad. I I'm going to give this a two out of five. I was at a three this the, almost the whole time. Martin, you're 100% correct. I was with this movie. I was following it. It's like, where is this going? I was interested. I was invested in what was, how this was going to resolve itself. And at the last second, we they're like, sorry, the last 15 minutes were all just a vision. This didn't really happen. And it goes out with that wet fart ending. <laughs> it, it just like, it sucked all the oxygen out of this movie. Like it, it just didn't have any life anymore to me. I was just like, well, what was the point of all of this? Like, where did it get me? And they just, you know, they tied this nice little bowl on the very end to make it so that Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson and their baby that they'll never pay attention to live for forever, happily ever after. It just, I don't know, it left me feeling cold. This is a 2 out
0: of 5. As for me, it really that bad. I'm going to say 48% is pretty fair, you know. Okay, so here, here we are. It's finally over, and it's amazing for me to think that going into this thing, I would have sworn that I would have given like a two to all these movies but that's not the case I'm thinking back and I think overall this entire series would average like a three like I gave the first one a three New Moon was a a solid two Eclipse a three Breaking Dawn one I gave a four two I really like that movie that's like the by far the best out of all these and this one I'm gonna give a three I want to give it a two for the same reason you just said that whole ridiculously crap ending was just so pointless and bad the acting in it wasn't that good either it I thought it was kind of funny and meta, that there's even a scene in this movie where they had to, the monster vampires had to teach Kristen Stewart how to behave like a human being. Like, that's ridiculous. Because of stuff like that, this movie is unintentionally funny. I thought it was a funny movie, so I, I had bumping it up to a three. There's so much bad crap in here that made me laugh out loud. That's gotta be worth something. For the same reason that I enjoyed Catwoman, or I enjoyed Showgirls, you know, so bad it's good. This movie, for me, is in that camp of, this movie is not good, but it's funny enough To be passable. But with that said, the ending is a big problem. It really is a big problem. Like I said before, like people always talk about how these are bad books and stuff. And and I was willing to chuck that up to just bad screenwriting, but no, this is actually how the book ended. I looked it up. The book ends exactly like this movie. That is not good writing. That's awful, awful, awful writing. Oh yeah, there's there's huge buildup to a thing that never happens. There's no conflict, nothing of importance happens. People just walk away. That's the end. Nothing happened in the last one, nothing happened in the other one, nothing happened in the the other one and then the other one. That's it. There's nothing going on in these movies. And, and ultimately led to nothing. That, that's a problem, right? That's a seriously fundamental problem. I would hate to be someone who read these books. And sp- that's a huge investment to read books this long. And this is how they end it. But what can I say, you know? Are you glad it's over, Kevin? Oh, so glad. How about you? I can't believe that we're here, standing back on the precipice, overlooking the. <laughs> we can finally leave Fort Washington yeah. behind us. Thanks. The world of Bella Swan. Put it to an end.
2: Well, but I just hope that they make those Fifty Shades of Grey
0: movies quick enough that we can start reviewing those. Don't worry. We're on it. Well, congratulations guys. We did it. You guys look like you're dead. We did it. (laughs) This this took it out of you. Yeah,
1: that in the room is 90 degrees.
0: Okay, let's read some listener mail. Dear guys, thank you for completing the Twilight Saga cycle over these past hundred and something episodes. I feel like I have watched you with my ears as you have matured and grown almost as much as Bella Swan did, right? Much like the Cullens fought off all the threats that assailed them, you powered through all these sponsored episodes. Much like they faced down the Michael Sheen club, you guys weathered the onslaught. Slot of the Frankenstorm. Exactly like Bella gave birth to Renesmee, Kevin is now the proud undead mother of a perfect immortal child—or so I imagine. You have put aside childish things like listening to voicemails and have instead filled the time with the noblest, highest pursuit of men: fart jokes. I am impressed and look forward to the next saga you face off with. But what will it be, Gunny? Do you think? What will our next saga be?
2: I don't know, but I, somehow that just reminded me. Don't we always have a big change every twenty-five episodes? Oh, okay. an Earth. Shattering change
0: Whoa Kevin
2: What are you alluding to? What's it gonna be? <laughs> we've dropped voicemails We've dropped voting Yeah <laughs> We dropped the podcast <laughs> Something's gotta get dropped Yeah, yeah Something's gotta, gotta, gotta go something. We gotta drop it like it's hot Wow Right
1: Right. This is right. the last episode, right? <laughs>
0: You know what, Kevin? I think you're right. <gasps> We've been twilling away here at the Yes That Bad World headquarters with our latest innovation, and uh, <laughs> I don't think we're ready to unveil it just yet. Mm. What do you say, Martin?
1: <sighs> Let's just say that it's going to change the, the way people experience
0: this podcast. The face of Yes That Bad World headquarters will change. Joe writes in and says, Man of Steel, yay or nay? I've seen it, Kevin. I haven't seen it, so nay? I haven't seen it either. We're hoping to do uh, a little mini thing on this, right, at some point? That's yeah. a goal? We'll see. I don't... <sighs>
2: What what are your what percentage chance do you give yourself of seeing this in theaters?
0: I'm trying to see it this weekend, but don't hold any hope. Give me, My interest give a level has give me plummeted. 25.
2: Whoa, that's way lower than I thought. What about you? I thought it's still 50-50. Last week, I would have put it at like 80-20. Yeah. 50-50 this week.
0: These days, either I see a movie when it comes out or I don't see it at all. It seems to be the way. Also, I would like to promote Clerks 2 as having the best sex scene in a blue room. What do you think of that?
2: I haven't seen Clerks 2. That's debatable. There's so many strong contenders.
0: Jeff from... From San Francisco writes in and after listening to the Rocky 4 podcast he wants to know if there are any movies that we see that we intellectually know are really good but we just don't like
1: Stanley Kubrick's Dr. Strangelove
2: I'm
0: gonna jump on the Kubrick
2: bandwagon here and I'm gonna say 2001 A Space Odyssey
0: I'm gonna buck the trend <gasps> and I'm gonna give you a two for Scorsese's Raging Bull Taxi Driver they put me to sleep I was wow. like wow hey while I was watching them. I loved Raging Bull. (laughs) It's funny. I want you to to really compute this. I hated Taxi Driver, but I loved Breaking Dawn Part (laughs) 1. Compute that for a second. You hated Taxi uh, Driver? I'm going to throw
2: Scarface on that pile too. Okay. I couldn't get through it. Accepted. I'll I'll accept that. Godfather 2 is in there.
0: Hmm. Okay, Jason writes in and says, I just wanted to know what do you guys think of movies like Serenity where they are based on TV shows and they do not take the time to explain the backstory to the people who have not seen the show. I love Serenity, but I can't help but think that the reason I love it so much was because I love Firefly, the show it was based on. From Jason. Did I actually think of the X-Files movie? Had I not watched that show, I would not know what the hell was going on in that movie. I think they did a bad job with yeah, that.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm actually really glad that this person wrote in because I literally, like a few days ago, almost watched that movie, but I stopped myself like, ah, I didn't watch the show, so I might not understand it. I almost watched it though, thinking like they have to explain stuff.
0: When I tried to watch Serenity, I turned it off halfway through because it felt like I was watching the series finale to a show I never watched in the first place. So I just turned it off. What mm, do you think of this issue?
1: That's unfortunate. But at the same time, if you've seen the series, it's extra rewarding. I guess it depends on who your audience is and you got to try and figure that out.
0: Okay. And finally, I have a question for you. If you could pick one director to write and direct the rest of your life, who would you pick and what would your life be like? Love the podcast, Caitlin. Can we resurrect directors from the dead? Absolutely. I'm going to say Wes Anderson. I saw that coming <laughs> a mile away. I like
2: quirkiness. Christopher Nolan?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stanley Kubrick? I was gonna say, I was thinking about saying that I'm gonna say David Fincher can direct movies till the end of time.
0: Well, you get murdered or something? Like, kills some Yeah, of yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I get killed in a gritty, grungy
0: apartment. I pick Sanchez from The Bang Bros to direct my movie. <laughs> Think about that, Mark. I pick Ugly from, from, from The Bang Boss <laughs> to
1: direct my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Done
0: Okay
1: I'm glad glad that we could
0: Dig those directors Out of (laughs) porn history They're the the True auteurs (laughs) They really are Okay, thanks for those emails, guys. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at bad at gmail.com. Okay, now it's time to announce next week's movie, and we're going to return to the world of Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes with the return of Jessica Biel in 2003's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. What do you guys think? I remember that this was a thing of contention for Jessica Biel's career. How so? They were like, oh, she's getting too scantily clad. and (laughs) We'll be the judge of that. I'll be the judge of that. Excellent. Tune in next week when we'll be dipping our toes back into the horror genre with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Okay, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Those faster reviews really do help with the show. Please help spread the word of the show to all your friends. by liking us on Facebook, facebookcom bad. You can follow the show on Twitter at yatsbad. Yeah, you can follow Marty yeah, Marnie. You can follow Kevin at yeah, Kev. And You can listen to the show on your mobile device, and you can listen to the show on your mobile <laughs> you sound devices. Like <laughs> Micro machines, guys. Yeah. And you can listen to the show and all your mobile devices Via Stitcher You can get that at Stitcher.com Don't forget to get our Latest premium podcast At YeahItsthatbad.com And you can listen to All our older episodes At YeahItsthatbad.com Once again Thanks for listening to the show See you next time
2: Kevin, what happened? There was nothing about this movie of any interest. That is impossible. I, I, that's what I said. This movie is a huge
0: blockbuster.
2: It doesn't mean there's anything interesting. There's, there's just read the notes. Just read the notes, and let's we'll start reviewing the movie. We're not going to be short on time here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a lack of things to talk about.
0: Okay, let's do it. Filming started on November first, two thousand ten, and wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs>